Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Uh, It's almost trade deadline day. We're less than a week away. Tuesday, Tuesday at 6 p.m. It's weird. It used to be 4 o'clock at, uh, on July 31st. Now it's August 2nd at 6 p.m., uh, which is interesting because some teams, some teams that think that they have a chance to win a World Series are already making moves before the deadline. They're just like, hey, we have, we have an issue. We got to solve it. So so let's get out and address that right now. And you know what? That's how that's how you uh you jump the market. Those teams end up um winning some ball games. I don't know. It's just it's a fascinating concept to me. What's that? To to realize that you're a playoff team and make those moves? Mm-hmm. Because some would argue that, you know, being being aware of who you really are could also be could also be a very powerful tool, Jared, when you think about the future of an organization. I know some mm-hmm. people, you know, w- when you think about having a payroll, say, north of $200 million, maybe just south of $200 and, and $18 million, um, maybe teams like that feel like they should already be in the conversation for the postseason. Like, that's going to be a thing. But the people who are in charge of teams like that and forming those rosters might know a little something more 
than the average fan. So they say, you know what? I, I don't know that making moves before the break, before I don't know that's going to do us any good because I don't know that there are moves to be made that can get us to where we would want to be. Not true. I mean, the, the, the Mariners going out there and getting a Carlos Santana. I mean, the the Red Sox went in. No, I don't want to get into a fucking Red Sox discussion. That's not where this is supposed to be going. But uh, the Red Sox went into the season <laughs> without a first baseman. And the Mariners were like, hey, we need a first baseman. Let's go get one. And then they fucking get Carlos Santana. Like, it can be done. Um, <clears throat> anyways, but the trade deadline <laughs> is less than a week away. There are some teams that are slipping into being sellers. This was a big week. This was a big week for a lot of teams. I know the San Francisco Giants are one of those teams. The Red Sox are one of those teams. Um, There's a couple of teams that were on the fence that depending on how they performed this very week would become buyers or sellers. And I feel like pretty much everyone is falling into the category of sellers. The Giants players are throwing and kicking equipment at each other for crying out out loud. (laughs) I felt bad. I know that like, who did he even hit? Um... Was is that Tyro? I, I don't, yeah, I don't I know who so. he hit either. Yeah, I think so. But I actually felt bad for Rodon in this situation. Yeah, dude, you, I, hey, he doesn't mean I to have, do that. I've, I've never done that. I didn't do that to a teammate. <laughs> but I mean, not any better or worse. My manager, not, not Bob Guerin. This is in AAA. But I threw my glove. And it, for whatever reason, just like trampoline effect off of the fucking cement wall and ricocheted, bam, and hit my manager right in the head. Was it I Bob Guerin? Right in the head. <clears throat> right in the head. Was it Bob Guerin? No, it was not Bob Guerin. Ah, uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like no. I just, that would be I just someone told that you, you physically it not, assault. It was not Bob Guerin. Okay. Well, I mean. Just saying, I, we all know that you fucking hate Bob Guerin. So, I, <laughs> so I've been there. Bob Guerin would have dodged yeah. that easily. Mm. Sorry, right. no big deal. He was fine. Mm. Shot was fine. Rodon fine. Everybody's fine. No big deal. But that's hey, like you said, frustrations mounting. You know, teams that thought they were. Look, especially for the Giants, right? Coming off a 107, 108-win season, 107 wins, most wins in franchise history. 107. Right? Giants fans saw that coming last year. Yeah. And that's why that's why it hurts them so much more this year, right? It's because they were like, Dynasty, duh, again, starting it all over. We saw 2021 coming. We knew we were a record-setting franchise. We expected those seasons out of our aging stars. Who doesn't? And then, and then now this year, like that's why they're just completely like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. <gasps> now they're getting swept by the Diamondbacks. Oh, damn, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's tough. You hate to it's see tough. good teams or teams that want to be good, or at least fans that think their team is good. You hate to see them lose games like that. You hate to see good teams getting swept. Wow. Man. <clears throat> so, you, so you, in your opinion, what you yeah. said earlier about. <clears throat> Gabe Kapler just being useless piece of shit when you said that I, you were like that, that I never you said he was well you said he was a complete fraud because you're like no, yeah like everyone gave words, credit to Gabe Kapler last uttered. year for the Giants winning 107 games or whatever it was but look at them now Gabe Kapler Gabe Kapler is a fraud why, why no. did you say that why did you choose that well, word specifically those aren't words those aren't words that I ever used to describe mm-hmm. Gabe Gabe knows far better how I feel about him uh 
I, I, I don't just think he say, does you know at this what? point. There's some things. There's some things that happen. Like I said, you, you had you had aging stars doing what they were doing. The Giants fans again. This is more. This isn't about the Giants players. This is strictly the Giants fans who absolutely, positively, from spring training saw that season last year unfolding. Just ask them; they'll tell you that they all saw it coming. And and I'm just saying, Jared, I feel bad for them. That's why they feel the way they feel this mm. year is because not only did they see last year coming. No. And they were all excited for that for that huge season. They were like, running it back, running that shit back. And now it's like, oh, what? I mean, who 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 would you sell off if you're the, if you're the San Francisco Giants? Like you saw you're selling off Brandon Belt. No, Jock. Yeah. Jock. Was Jock's that a one year deal that he got? That's a big piece. Let's be real. Jock's at, Jock's at the point right now where look, Jock is rolling to the team who's going to October. Like everybody, like, oh, he, like who wants the jock sauce? It was a one-year deal. One-year deal. Who wants the jock sauce? Six million? You kidding me? That's all he got? Holy shit, dude. Oh, the Braves yeah, want the jock sauce. Yeah, who's strapping on then? that postseason jock? That's what we need to find out. <laughs> <laughs> who's strapping on that postseason jock? Uh, we need we need the Atlanta Braves to perfect. trade for jock again. That's when they really take off. It because, makes a lot I mean, of sense. We're going to get into it a little bit later. It's its own topic, but Jacob deGrom comes back next week. And if you're the Atlanta Braves and you want to catch the Mets in the NL East in the standings, how do you do that? Jock Peterson. That's your counter to fucking Jacob deGrom. (laughs) You start dipping in some jock sauce. Yeah. Or to play devil's advocate, um, deGrom just just gave up a home run to a prospect we just traded. So Mm. I'm not too scared of him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's not that good, dude. Drew Waters took him deep yesterday. I know you mm-hmm. guys all saw that. It was going around on online. <laughs> we traded him. He wasn't even good enough to be a Brave. We got rid of him because... Is Joey, is DeGrom washed? He's not really. Yeah, DeGrom <laughs> is washed. You ain't scared? He's a minor league pitcher at the moment, so that's, that's kind of how I treat him. We'll see. He's got to prove himself. <laughs> he is a minor league pitcher. Currently. That's, that's his current... Never say never. I, I just want to know, does Jock go back to Atlanta? If Jock goes back to Atlanta, he's going to walk up to home plate with the biggest. It's not going to be. It, it, no, you know, it will be a pearl necklace, but it's going to be a pearl. Un fucking pearl. He's going to have <laughs> the biggest fucking pearl known to man strung up on a chain. And he's going to wear that like not not many pearls, a huge pearl. Like he he is going his fucking oh my god his swag will be off the chart. He'll be wearing the ring. Yeah, he his might, first yeah, at he bat, standing ovation. They'll have a parade <laughs> for him. Jock might be the first position player. No, they DH him right. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, no, because uh, Duvall just went down, so oh. that's why they need an outfielder. And the other left fielder we have is Ozuna. Yeah, which there you is go. You take Jock option. So, yeah. What's what's Ozuna doing this year? Not well. And what? Can't field, can't hit. So they they took on the PR blow for a dude that's hitting two twenty three with a six eighty (laughs) two OPS. Yeah, because they already signed him to like a four year deal. They eighteen million. I mean, uh, uh, he's got eighteen homers, twelve doubles, and he's getting paid this year sixteen million. No. Yes. 
16 million, 18 million next year, and then 18 million the year after that. Oh my God. Yeah. Who are we talking hmm. about Ozuna? Who cares about Ozuna? We're talking about Jock's. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, if we're trying to find a spot for Jock, we got to find a spot for Jock. We just did. We're only finding a spot for Jock yeah, for a month and a half. Look, I'm here for October. I'm here for the October tourney, and I'm out of here. Don't worry about the future. Fuck, you got the mailing address. <laughs> Send me the ring. We're good. I don't give a fuck where you stick me. I don't give a shit who's making what in the next two years. I don't care. Mm. Don't care. I'm not here for the team photo. I'm here to fuck in October. That's what I'm here for. It's my big dick, Jack. I really, I really hope that he ends up back in Atlanta. <laughs> like. Has, it, has there been rumors or is just like you're you're thinking about a fit? No, I literally just thought of this, it, but it makes a lot of sense because the Braves too are much looking sense. for an outfielder. It makes too much sense. Yeah. To bring Jock back to Atlanta. Uh, what other pieces? What other pieces can we see the San Francisco Giants trade off? I mean, Brandon Belt has been on the table because um, they're like, it, it's not even like uh is like, there they, any this this is a question you got to ask yourself? Is there anybody in that lineup right now that you could move that would be that would become an impact player on a team right now that is looking to make a deep run in October? It's literally just Jock. So it, uh, so so yeah, so then Jared, what you essentially just said is the San Francisco Giants are a team full of replacement players, <laughs> not even. A team full of replacement players. Your words, not mine. Mm -hmm. So when you think about where the Giants are headed this season and who they could be selling off, why does it have to be? Why why can't Joey Bart now be a part of the conversation? Because what's the future look like? You just said the future looks very bleak, Jared. You said they've got a team full of replacement level players at best. Who are you going to build around with a roster like that? Mm hmm. Why is Joey Bart not on the market as well? Why, why well, are you so beholden to Joey Bart right now? I'll tell you why. <clears throat> because if, if I'm the San Francisco Giants and I'm in, the, I'm in the hunt for Aaron Judge and he chooses to come on home, then there you go. Now you're back in business. Just, just with one. I mean, not one, one player doesn't change. Uh, so, Jared, so you want the world to look out for that Aaron Judge, Joey Bart, one, two combination is what <laughs> you're telling that, us. No, no, but it starts with it starts with something like that to change the course of a direction of a franchise. You had someone like Aaron Judge coming off an MVP or an MVP runner up. Um, yeah, that changes. Now you're now you've pivoted towards we're going for it. You don't sign Aaron Judge for a rebuild. So, yeah, it doesn't well, just stop there. I get it. I get it. You call a team, you call a full entire Major League Baseball team a team full of replacement players like you, like you just did. That. And I, I, I understand how you want to backtrack and start I'll, making I'll tell, I'll tell Mike Kostromsky right now that you think that he sucks at baseball. That's <laughs> he crazy. Know, he know, He's very he knows, good. <laughs> he knows yeah, better. Dal- I'm doing the podcast right now. Dallas just said you fucking suck. Comment. <laughs> he knows better. No, I don't think he does. He knows better. I don't think he does. I think, I, you know. So. So to answer, well, to, I mean, you kind of answered your own question by calling the Giants replacement players. There's nope. not really anybody there that you would move on. Joey, who the hell is in you? Yeah, who the hell is that? We, we just. <laughs> That's my friend, but he's helped oh. me edit. Okay. I got the whole operation over here, dude. I'm running a business. <laughs> Sorry, dog. I'm in the office right now. I don't know. You guys are probably <clears throat> at home. I'm in the office. My employees Damn, are running dude. around. You got to put us on notice, bro. You just can't have. 
can't have shit like that going on <laughs> in the back. I, I, I might. I don't know if that's a cry for help. You know. Yeah, we get, we got the new video <laughs> platform now, so we're back on YouTube. Yeah, so I don't people wanna, are going to see get that. You, I don't want to get you swatted. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's not there. Did you say my address or something? I don't know how. I, I get your address in about three minutes if I really wanted it. Yeah, Dallas ain't no stranger to putting right, out send personal over. information on the internet that that people don't want. What? <laughs> yeah. You so, heard yeah, me. Nope. Nobody on that Giants roster. It is crazy to look at the Giants now, like and before the season, people being like, people were like picking them to win it because they won 170 games, seven games last year. But then it's like they have Wilmer Flores batting third. Well, I mean, look, like the, let's Seems- not. Obviously, people understand me talking shit on the Giants is <clears throat> is a bit. It's there. The, you you got to respect what Cap was able to do last year in the season that they had. He maximized the bench. Like nobody used their entire roster more than the San Francisco Giants. And nobody got more out of that roster than the San Francisco Giants. So I I would argue really to anybody that they deserved every one of those 107 wins, the franchise said, because it wasn't just, you know, a month carried by this guy or that, like it was everybody every day showing up and and getting shit done. So Mm -hmm. that that just, I feel like people, we're treating them kind of like they're the Rays. Like they're just, they're on a new, like they were like the new level. It doesn't matter who's on the team. We're going to move him. He's got that guy. Who's that guy who sits next to him all the time in the dugout? Yes. Yes. You know it's his, uh, fuck. Why, why am I forgetting his name? He's, but that guy just looks like he has analytics through his brain. No, he's, like he's, he's been around for a long tap. time. He's been, he's been on cap squad for a long time. Um, He's been with the Giants for a while. Um, Fuck. I forget what I was going to say. Joey well, running it's a just a uh, back there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's enterprise. Dude. We're making fucking moves. You, you, making mm-hmm. back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hang with so. The Giants. So you think you think the Giants suck and they shouldn't even sell because they don't have anything worth selling? That's what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's what Joey said. <laughs> Yeah, sell the sell the team. Move to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, o- uh, Oakland, Oakland we, controls we, that area. We have to address something here. Why? The fact that Mike Trout. This this is Angels fans. This this is what you get. This is what you get when you ask Mike Trout to carry the weight of an entire franchise it quite literally breaks his back this is this is not this is not a lead story he literally said he was fine it's not a lead story to you no he said he said i'll be good I'll, let me get the quote he was like nah. yeah sure i'll be good i'll be fine it's something i gotta manage it's something i gotta oh, jared 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 i i think you're just very cavalierly glossing over a he said, I, he said i'm not worried What's that? He said, I'm not worried. Okay, that's great. Uh, I, you know what? I can think of what almost he supposed half to a, say? I can think of almost half a billion reasons why Mike Trout's not worried. Yeah, I mean, he'll... <laughs> okay. He said, uh, okay, okay. This is so what Jared, he said. Let Here, me ask here's you the quote. Here's the quote. No, this is what I, Mike Trout said. I don't Trout give a shit said. what the quote says. 
this is from Mike Trout. You're going you're gonna to speak on behalf of Mike Trout, or can Mike Trout speak for himself here? He said, it's not what the report came out, Trout said. I got back and my phone was blowing up, said my career's over. That's news to me. It's just that I've got to stay on top of it. It's rare for a baseball player. That's the thing. Just have to stay on top of it. I think it's a little exaggeration. I appreciate all the prayer requests, but my career isn't over. I'm not worried about it. You swing a lot and things pop up. I was playing through it for a little bit, and it just got to the point where it was time to figure it out. There you go. But he's speaking to people like you that want to like have a eulogy for his career. He's like, don't worry about me. I'm good. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. What I'm trying to just. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck. Mike Trout's getting older and he still hasn't been to the postseason. Oh, that's right. We've been talking about Mike Trout's entire career being a waste in terms of championship perspective because he spent it in Anaheim and hasn't been able to get on that big stage. And we've argued and we've had the conversation for his entire career about whether or not that even matters to him. Well, in the most recent years, he has been vocal about saying, I'd like to see some moves made. I'd like to start dressing up in October and not as a fucking scarecrow, but actually as an Anaheim angel and playing baseball. He's now said things that have led you to believe that the itch is getting to the point where it needs to be scratched. And all at the same time, a rare condition has popped up for the game's best player. And Jared, this is why you need to understand that Mike Trout and the back pain at a point in his career where we're now starting to realize that's right, Father Time. What's Joseph? What is Father Time's record? Undefeated. Un- they even took down Dallas, which is unprecedented. No one's been able no to do one. it. No one. Put your boy down. Father Time is undefeated, Jared. And he's knocking on the door. Now, I'm not trying to say that like being all cryptic. And sh- no. Do I believe that Mike Trout could manage an ailing back issue and be just fine? Yes. Yes, I believe that. But let's not just think that this is no big deal when we're talking about the player we're talking about. And the narrative around him is what it is about wanting to see him get to the postseason. Like, are we just going to act like a rare bat condition? Is just not like, oh, no big deal. No problem. I'm just going to say it. <clears throat> I got to take and I, I got to get I got to let it out. Let it out. I don't give a fuck if Mike Trout makes it back to the playoffs. I really don't. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I, I really don't. Because at this juncture, and th- these are not points that anyone hasn't made before. Is this coming but, from... Oh, can, can I ask a question before sure, you get into sure, this? Please, please. It has nothing to do with me being mad about the Red Sox. or No, 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 no. I mean, the fact that you are a fucking miserable human being to be around Mm -hmm. the fact that you are probably the worst human being to be around right now Mm -hmm. is completely in a side i gotta go to the fucking game with DraftKings people tonight they're gonna be like we should fire this guy (laughs) (laughs) this guy sucks this guy fucking sucks (laughs) um but does does the is the feeling that mike trout 
might not care as much about it as other people do is that why i know it i knew it i knew it yeah and you why, know if he don't care why should i mike and, trout chose the angels multiple times like i don't feel bad i really don't and of course i would love to see uh kind of like how it, it's not it's not totally comparable but it's similar when clayton kershaw had his struggles in the postseason and if you look at the numbers, like Clayton Kershaw had some stinkers, but he was also great in the postseason at times as well. But in 2020, when he got over the hump and he pitched well in the postseason and the Dodgers won a championship and he finally got his ring, like people cared about that because you could tell that Clayton Kershaw cared. I can't tell mm-hmm. that Mike Trout cares. I can't. And, and to the things that you've referenced before, I can't. What, what was the year? Was it 2020? That he kind of said like, "Hey, like let's let's get it going with like actually trying to win." Was that after yeah. 2020 or 19? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Either one. It was it was semi recently enough. That's the only one that stands out in my mind. Mm-hmm. And even that was sort of veiled. Like I think I would be more in on having sympathy for or wanting to see a Mike Trout postseason run if he was like, "Let's fucking go!" Like let like let's get like I'm not getting any younger. I want to win a World Series. So, like I hear all the noise about people saying that I don't care. Obviously, I care. Like why? Why keep that to yourself if you if you're really that passionate about getting to October and winning a title? Like no one would say you're a, you're a whiny baby. Like no one no one's gonna be like, well, Mike Trout, why don't you play better and maybe you guys would win a championship? You cannot possibly play better. No one would ever say that about him. So I don't know. I just feel like if he really felt that fire inside, like I want to win a fucking championship. Let's get it going. There are ways to say that where people, media, fans would look at it and be like, fuck yeah, dude. Like no one would be like, dude, stop whining because you're not winning. Like look at look at look in yourself first. Like, no, like there's ways to say it. There are. To be fair to Mike Trout, like to be on the Angels and like to have Mike Trout for 15 years and then not being good enough to make the playoffs once is like insane he probably thought and the angels told him we're going to spend a lot of money we're going to try to win which they have which he didn't predict he probably just didn't predict them to be this bad at spending money and not being able to like produce any talent themselves and, i don't know if it's like a mike trout doesn't want and those wins, are kind of those like, are fair points because mike trout's not the one who's looking at their needs and saying you know what we need right now on the heels of drafting nothing but pitchers we need a third baseman to lock down for the next decade or whatever it is. Like, like exactly. you didn't need that. You didn't need that. Yeah, it's- Could it help? Absolutely. Could a healthy Anthony Rendon help your team with a Trout, Notani, and a Walsh, and a Ward? And- yes. Is that the case? If Mike, Trout, if Mike Trout really wanted to win, he'd implement a better freaking arm system for the minor <laughs> leaguers and get them on a program that works yeah. but obviously he doesn't because they don't produce any pitchers and that's on yeah. mike trout if he wanted to win he yeah. so, so jared that's fine that you want to call mike trout the worst pitching coach in the big leagues that's fine if you want to label mike trout the worst gm Actually, who doesn't get to gm in the big leagues he was the one that picked out that his teammate was tipping from center field he's he's a great pitching coach yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're kind of putting a lot of this on Mike Trout. It sounds like, though. No, no, it's I'm not blaming Mike Trout for why the Angels haven't gone to the postseason. All I'm saying is that it's very hard to feel bad for him not getting there because you chose to be there multiple times, um, 
and he hasn't really put his foot down and spoken out about his displeasure. Maybe he's done that internally. We don't know. We don't know if those conversations well, that, were had. That's that. That's the thing is like guys operate very differently, and sure. you know, like, oh man, I don't know. What does it do for him and the the brand, or some would argue lack of? I would argue against that because the guy makes quite a bit of money off the field. Um, what what does that do for him if he if he's now this boisterous, loud? you know, irritant of sorts, uh, just an angry, irritable, overpriced, overpaid athlete. Like, is that, is that who he becomes in the public eye? Is that, you no. know, and that's what you I were kind of saying. I think baseball fans are dying for him to, to speak up and be like, let's fucking go. Like how old is he? 31, 32. Yeah. I think 31, 31 or 32. But what does that do? Like, 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 honestly, that right there shapes, or like that could shake the landscape of baseball. Like if Mike Trout were to come out next year and say, get me out of Anaheim, what do you think would happen? They would love it. People would love that. Oh, baseball fans. Oh, uh, Angel fans. Yeah, Angel fans wouldn't, but like I feel like people would love that shit. People would be like, yes, everyone agrees with him. Everybody wants him gone. I mean, that would... <laughs> like, like is, is that the... Is that the death sentence for the Angels? Like, you guys couldn't keep the greatest player in the world happy. And you had him, like, you signed him up forever. And he was down to be with you forever. And you couldn't keep that guy happy. Like, who yeah. wants to go there? Yeah. I, I just, you know what? Let me, let me rephrase how I feel about it. <clears throat> no, you don't give a shit about Mike Trout. You made it abundantly clear. No, I, I, yeah, I really don't. Um, it's not that I don't want to see it. I just, I resent him for not making it clear enough that he cares as much as I think other fans do. You're saying he cares more about the fantasy football league than the actual team? <laughs> wow. Wow, dude. Uh, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that as a baseball fan, this has been a narrative for it feels like 10 years. Um, it feels like it's been a decade of us being like, well, we need to get Mike Trout to the playoffs because that's how we market our stars. It's like, eh, is anyone if if the Angels get to the ALCS, is anyone going to find out about Mike Trout that doesn't already know about Mike Trout? Well, no, not at this point. Right. So the whole like get him to the playoffs to market it like that's I think that ship has sailed like he's yep. played to a hollow like a first ballot elite greatest of all time level that everyone who's going to find out about Mike Trout and will care about Mike Trout has already discovered Mike Trout and made the, up their mind about Mike Trout. Uh, so as far as just like seeing him win a championship, uh, it's very hard to feel bad for the guy when, when you made that decision more than once that you wanted to stay there, then that's fine. Like I'm not knocking a guy who's comfortable somewhere, who is likes his coaches, likes his teammates, likes where he lives. I'm never going to knock a guy for that. And you're also getting $400 million, which doesn't hurt either. But like in the case of Juan Soto, when he turns down $440 million and people are like, how the fuck could you turn down that much money? It's like, well, maybe he doesn't want to be in D.C. Like it's, it's if you're that talented that so many teams want your services, you can like you're already going to make a fuck ton of unimaginable money 
that what does it matter if it's 450 here, 475 there, 430 over there for a team that you actually want to play for, a city that you want to live in. So I'm never going to knock Mike Trout for his preference of organization, but I'm also not going to shed a tear for it if he never wins a championship or makes it past the division series. You're just going to knock Mike Trout for maybe just maybe wanting to make memories with his family in Anaheim. That's fine. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, if that if that's what he wants to do, then that's what he wants to do. I, I don't. I'm not going to live vicariously through Mike Trout. Like he. Any I'm longer, not, you I'm shut not, it down. I'm not living out my personal dreams through Mike Trout's conquest for a World Series title. I, I'm You're telling you it. right now. You're done. I'm telling you right it. now. I don't give a fuck if Mike Trout wins a championship or not. I don't. I really don't. So fuck Mike Trout. <laughs> I I want to see Shohei Otani on the big stage. Oh, like, oh. Yeah. And, and you it, know what? Tell you what, it's not going to be with who's going to find out about Shohei Otani right now that doesn't already know about Shohei Otani. Who's going to learn about Shohei Otani? I don't care from a marketing perspective. I just want to see it as a spectacle. As a baseball fan, it's like he's going to. I mean, Shohei Otani would would walk up to home plate and walk out to the mound with the fucking baseball record books in one hand and a blowtorch in the other. Yeah. Just yeah. setting it all a fucking flame. <sighs> Gone. Like Shohei it's Otani now the Otani the series. Shohei Otani in the playoffs is like it's it's February and you just saw a, a movie trailer for September where it's like the I've been waiting my whole fucking life for this movie. I can't. Yep. This is going to be sick. Like, I'm going to be there on opening night. I'm bringing my whole fucking family. We got to go see it in IMAX, too, because we got to get the full effect. Like, that's how I feel about Shohei in the playoffs. And I feel like a lot of baseball fans probably feel the same way with Mike Trout. I feel like there's a lot of fans that are like, yeah, it'd be cool to see. But I think the that like the movie box office draw of Mike Trout in the playoffs, that ship has sailed, I think. Yeah. Uh, to see the Trout take over a postseason, mm-hmm. that's still intriguing because you still want to see what a guy who's been able to do over the course of a full season for many, many seasons in a row, you want to see what that dude looks like in a condensed season against the highest talent in the game at the most important time. That is still intriguing, but as far as like game to game performance, something like that, like just watching it unfold, well, you've gotten a pretty good taste of what he's capable of. I feel that same way kind of about Otani. I'm well aware of what he's capable of. Everybody is. I'm no different, but to watch that unfold over a mini season, a post season as well, and just to watch the game by game spectacle, that would be really cool. Really cool because he's literally going to be hitting and pitching. In one game, in the next game, he's going to be hitting. He's going to be hitting. And he's going to be pitching and hitting again. Like it's fucking. It's going to be great. Got to get there though. Mm. Joey, where do you fall on this? I'm falling on what? I mean, I think I think you're wrong. The point that no one's, everyone knows them. Like no one's going to find out about them if they make the playoffs. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't I say think, that about Shohei. Like I think, I think like. Like Bailey of uh, Foolish Baseball, I know he's probably your competition on YouTube, but he made the he made like a graphic talking about uh, how the YouTube like views work in terms of like you'll get your diehard baseball fans, like you're gonna get those, 
then you branch out to casual and then like you kind of keep working outward of this like core until you get to this has reached the mainstream and i think with the 2017 <laughs> houston astros scandal you broke through all the layers and you reached global mainstream story and with shohei doing what he can do in the postseason i think he's that story breaks through the core to mainstream like people that don't even give a fuck about baseball are going to be talking about shohei whereas mike trout only has the ability in my opinion to break through to like every level of like baseball fandom like those people will care but like you know danny in accounting who doesn't who hasn't watched a baseball game since he was in little league He's probably to feel included in the conversation at the water cooler. He's gonna be like, "Did you see Shohei Otani last night?" Like, it, I feel like that's. <laughs> it is sad because Shohei, Shohei Shohei made Mike Trout more boring, like overshadowed him in a lot of and ways. And I called it. I fucking called it. I called it. I called it. Yeah, yeah. It's way he is way more of an impact because it's never happened before. It's not fair to Mike Trout where you, but it's like you have to compare them because they're on the same team. But yeah, like Mike Trout going having like a fucking twelve hundred OPS in the playoffs and going to the World Series, like is that really freaking <laughs> nationwide uh, front page news? It's I'm like sure yeah, he's already won he's, what he's, uh, male athlete of the year, athlete of the year, right? He's won everything, man. Like the AP male athlete of the year, whatever. I mean, like, yeah. He, he got some SBs. Yeah, he's got some SBs. Like, he's a dude. Anyway, enough about the Halos and why they need to eventually yeah. trade Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens because it ain't going to be this year. But. Turn big league action into big winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any game and get $100 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. At DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be able to bet on your favorite batter to hit a double in his next plate appearance, your favorite pitcher's next to bat to be a strike, and so much more. We fucking hit the, the nerfy parlay this week, Jake. Fucking Crushed slam it. dunk, windmill dunk on that shit. The nerfy parlay hit on Tuesday. Uh, I did a same game parlay uh, last night, which almost, <laughs> I felt like, I, I think it was what, what, like Mets money line. I think I had like the over on Mets total runs, which didn't hit. And then Pete Alonzo. Originally, I was going to pick Pete Alonzo to homer. And I was like, ah, maybe let's scale a little bit back. So let's, let's do two and a half total bases. And he fucking homered. So we almost hit the we almost hit back to back, but we'll take the we'll take the nerfy parlay on Tuesday. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you gotta do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared. New customers can make any five dollar bet and get one hundred dollars in free bets instantly. That is promo code Jared only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. By the way, speaking of DraftKings ads, I don't know if you guys are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you. What do you fucking? We've seen them, dude. We've no, seen no, them. No, 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 no. Not, those, not those. Not those. Are they? Are they showing those during Brave games? Yeah, on uh, MLB TV. Are they really? You keep, I'm like, I'm like, there. There he is. <laughs> I can't wait until. 
Like it was exciting at first for people. And then after that, it just becomes super fucking annoying because it's just like every commercial break. It's like baseball's dead. Nah. <laughs> like people are just going to get so fucking annoyed of them, which is awesome. Um, but if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a WWE fan and you're watching SummerSlam on Saturday, all I'm saying is keep an eye out. That's all I'm saying. Is someone going to be wearing baseball? Baseball is dead. Trunks? Trousers? All I'm saying is if you're watching SummerSlam on Saturday, <clears throat> you might not want to you might not want to get up during any commercial breaks is all. That's all. Oh, I'm not going to watch it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. You want to talk, so you want to talk about it. global so what superstars is like Shohei? <laughs> you guys get the podcast with Lauren. I've I've done a podcast with Bill Spaceman Lee, global mm-hmm. superstar. When when? A while ago. Um, I've done uh, yeah, I've done a podcast with a lot of global superstars. I uh, I interviewed Billy. At this point, probably it was 12 years ago at this point. Um, and he in mid interview, mid sentence of whatever he question he was answering, uh, started talking about this big fat squirrel that was on the fence outside of his window. <laughs> and he was just doing play by play on what this what this Love chunky that. squirrel was up to. He's a trip. He's a drug addict. Oh, Joseph. Why. Jesus. Show I don't stuff. associate with those. Slam I don't it. associate with those types. Yeah, Christ. Speaking of doing drugs, uh, Andrew Benintendi got traded to the New York <laughs> Yankees. Well, why is that? I mean, because what, what? I'm going to start doing drugs to cope with this. Benny in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just Benny from the Bronx. Oh, yeah. Carabas. I've already I feel seen about that one. Look, I mean, it, it was a logical so move. Fucking lame. They're already so. By the way, thank you for not using Benny Biceps. Like, we're not going to use Benny Biceps. Like, that's that's whack. That's lame. Let's call him fucking Benny Bombs. It's like, <laughs> let's do something cool like Benny Bombs. He has three fucking home runs. You clown. You kidding me? Like, we got to give him a nickname, bro. bro. We got to call him fucking yeah. Benny from the Bronx. Something cool like that. Benny hey, Bombs. Benny Bombs. Benny. Hey, Benny Bombs. Joey. Joey I mean, Bottom nickname was calling Benny Bombs. I nicknamed Paul Blackburn Polly Punch Out because he punched out a career high seven in the <laughs> seven. opening in his opening outing, right? And everybody understood like he's not really Polly Punch Out, but he'll go fucking he'll go he'll go ring you up one or two when he needs to. So there's a little tongue in cheek there. I don't mm-hmm. know that Benny Bombs three jacks applicable. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's not. Because the thing about Yankee fans, they have no sense of humor. They're not funny. They're not no, funny. But what is what is applicable is is Joey Gallo doesn't necessarily hit the ball all that much right now. Right. Benintendi, he does. And when he hits the ball, on average, he finds his way on base more times than Joey Gallo does. Yeah. I think I saw a graphic. Aaron Judge has 37 home runs. Mm-hmm. 
38. 38 home runs. Aaron Judge has 38 home runs. Joey Gallo has 37 hits. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Benny Bombs. Hey. That's not a knock. That's not a knock on Joey Gallo. No, it's really is. tip of the that's cap. That's exactly. What it is. That's, <laughs> that's exactly. It, I don't know how you can. It spin ain't a compliment. That. Yeah, it's definitely not no. a compliment. Yeah. So, <laughs> Matt Garza is fucking ugly. Not a knock on him. It's just that, like, when I see his face, I want to throw up. <laughs> but that's not like it's no, no disrespect. But he's fucking ugly. No, not again. Not an insult. We're just we're just stating facts here. It, I mean, a you know what do you? Facts are facts. Yeah, Aaron Judge has more home runs than Joey Gallo has hits. That's embarrassing. Again, we're not trying to insult the guy. Mm-mm. The intention here I is was not, not to embarrass I was up, a grown man. I was bringing up athlete. facts. That's all I was doing. Yeah, again, you, not to embarrass him or point anything out. Like how much you he felt sucks. it necessary to pile drive the man. I did not. Yeah. I like Joey Gallo. I've heard nothing but great things about him. So do I. I love Joey Gallo. He never should have left Texas. I think Texas was one of the teams rumored to be interested in acquiring him, but that uh, they were focused on Soto. And you know what? If you ask me right now, which player would I rather have, Juan Soto (laughs) or Joey Gallo? I don't know that I'm taking a whole lot of time to to say Joey Gallo. I mean, that's a clubhouse guy that you need. That's a clubhouse guy that you need. but I think what I the last thing that I heard was that the Guardians the Guardians were interested in Joey Gallo. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that. Well, you know what? That makes sense because they've they've got some room for some swing and miss because they've got guys in that lineup that do not swing well, and miss, so they can actually afford. Like, you know what? Fuck it. If he's going to run into one, the chances are there's going to be two guys on base when this guy comes up to the plate. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to run into one, we'd love it with a few guys on. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple, that'd be great. If he does indeed swing and miss, we feel like as a lineup, we can absorb that. Sure. You got the Guardians in the playoffs this year, Dallas? I mean, there's room, isn't there? No, not really. <laughs> is there no room? No. Why is there no room? Because you have the fucking Blue Jays. The Blue Jays just decided, all right, we're going to fire our manager and start trying. That was really the problem. The manager, you know, like, fuck our manager. There's room. I mean, Tampa, Tampa, there's definitely room with how uh, decimated by injuries the Rays have been. Um, But what I don't like to hear, what pains me right now, is the Trey Mancini to the Mets rumors. Ooh. I don't want my I don't want my birds trading Trey Mancini in the middle of a fucking pennant race. But hey, yeah. this is this is what this is what is just gutting about being an O's fan right now is sometimes when that window closes and then reopens, mm-hmm. the guys that were on one side of the window once it reopens, they're actually on the other side of the window now, and it feels like that's going to be Trey Mancini. Well. That that is what it is. That's what's terrible about being an O's fan right now is you're going to wear that, right? You've got all these guys that have come up and have helped. You've got Adley arriving, and and you feel like, man, they need the tray effect. They need that vet to kind of help them lead the way. You know, you, you Austin Hayes, like you just Trey Mancini is so much more than just the first baseman to the Baltimore Orioles. So much more than a really good 
first baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. And you move him out of there. Fuck, Jared. Because, I mean, look, they're not, you know, they're they're not they're not in the cellar. They're not the basement dweller in the AL East right now. And they've got the opportunity to take some momentum. And it just sucks because it's it's like at this moment in time, you're you're removing, you know, a spark plug, a piston, like just whatever pivotal part of an engine you want to name. So that's what Trey Mancini is, if not the engine itself. Let me make this comparison. You can tell me to go fuck myself or you can say that you vibe with it. You can go fuck yourself. God damn, dude. I was sorry. That was aggressive. That was super aggressive. You didn't and you didn't deserve that. No, especially I was today. vibing with it. You're especially right. Especially today. That's on me. Um Trey Mancini. Okay. In his situation with the Orioles. Jose Abreu. His situation with the White Sox. Ooh. Like, if you're going to go... Right now, the the Baltimore Orioles have the number one prospect system in baseball. And you've got a veteran that knows the ins and outs. And we interviewed him back in 2019. And we talked to him about being a part of the Orioles organization and him signing a contract there. And he said, I want to be here for when we're good. Yes. Like, I'm I'm here now signing this contract when we suck. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, he didn't um, say that. <laughs> he didn't say that, but paraphrasing, I'm, I signed this contract to stay here for when we suck so that I can see this thing through and be here when we win. And right as they're starting to win, that's when they're going to trade him. And I'm sure he'll have a great time with the Mets if that's where he ends up. The Mets are a great team. We saw that against the dog shit Yankees who are 5-10 and 10 <laughs> since the Red Sox walked them off at Fenway. Uh, but... If I'm Trey Mancini, like, don't you kind of take that same situation with the White Sox and say, look at Jose Abreu. Like, he was part of this core, but then he he found his way into the next core, and he, he fits a great spot. And Not he found his way. He is, I mean, and, and Jared, I don't want to get too into the weeds on this, um, but like Jose, Jose Abreu, he means a lot to that group, especially because of the connection, the, the strong Latin connection as sure. well, right? Mm-hmm. There's a... And so that, that, that matters, but you just, you shift gears to Trey. And as you say, it's, you know, being a part of the organization, that's what Jose is to those guys. And he is to not only the Latin players, but to everybody in that clubhouse. I just said that there's a, a, another layer to it with him being the most, you know, the, the, the tenured Latin guy and the other Latin guys, he, he helps guys be comfortable when they show it. Like you just Man, that 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 matters so much. I can't tell you how much that matters in a clubhouse, whether it's a ball or rookie ball, a ball, big leagues, anywhere in between. You've got guys that you can go to like that. That is such a big deal. And that's why Trey Mancini being present for guys who have worked their way through that organization matters so much. And you've got a dude who wants to be a part of that. And so I think you would have to try to do your due diligence and figure out a way like, look, Trey. We understand, and I think you understand. We've we've just not been a club that's ever written that big check, right? We we, we haven't been those people. With that being said, we've got a window coming, and we would love for you to be a part of it. What do we got to do to make this work? Like if it's an option laden deal where you give him give him the opportunity. Like, look, we'll put the money in front of you. We'll put the options in front of you as well. If you'd love to be here, 
great. We'd love to have you. We're going to do everything we can to keep you here, to keep you happy. But in the event that it's not working out, like, can we figure out a way where if you're going to leave town, we can really benefit from that situation, not not be like held hostage to it, you know? If if we're going to scratch your back and, and give you that deal, can you scratch ours and be flexible with all of these options we're going to give you? That's how I would look at it if I were a part of this front office, but this is me spending other people's money. You think there's people in the Orioles organization who are like, fuck, why do we have to win 14 games in a row? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they're planning to sell this whole time. Like, we're doing good. We got prospects. We're going to get even more, you know, these contracts. And now everyone's like, why buy more? Get You guys are only four games out. You're better than the Red Sox. You're crushing the Red Sox in the record in the standings. And yeah. Yep. And it's like, shit, this would have been a lot easier for everybody to swallow. You know, it's kind of like the Mariners. What, last year? Or yeah, last year when they when they traded Graveman. Yeah. What the fuck was that all about? (laughs) Still, I mean, they were just I mean, they got they brought in Castillo, but it's like. Like, damn, like this dude was rolling for us. And we were vibing with this guy. And you fucking trade him? Not only do you trade him, trade him to the Astros. And what happens? As they, shout out, I always like to tell the story, Abraham Toro, who hit a grand slam off of Kendall Graveman the very next day, mm-hmm. the man he was traded for. Shout out. Um, but yeah, just bananas. Bananas for the O's to be in this spot. And now, because like, there's two ways to process it. And one way was going to be more comfortable than the other. We're way out of this thing. Have no hope. Trey Mancini, we appreciate you. We love you. God damn, you're an incredible human being. Thank you for giving us what you gave us. And hopefully you bring us back prospects that do eventually get us to the place where we should have been able to get with you. That sucks. It won't happen. But. Oh, well, man, we know this is how it goes. That was going to be the easy way for them to say goodbye. This is tough. This is tough. Because yeah. they feel like, hey, we, we can kick some dust here. We can, we can make <laughs> some noise. And we need trade to do it. And you're fucking trading them? Come on! Yeah, if you, if if the fucking Mariners got shit for trading Graveman, oh. like imagine them tr- Mancini. That's a whole other story. Oh. That guy survived cancer for you, you know. Comeback player of the year. Yeah, home run derby. A guy. I mean, there there is a very short list of human beings who would willingly and enthusiastically want Sign to play up. for the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> During the time period that he played for the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it takes a special cat. Yeah, to you're be not going like, to get a better human being. Like, fuck a fuck list. Up. Fuck a list, Jared. There's not a better dude. Yeah. So, O's fans, Freddie Freeman, we bleed with you. We bleed with you on this one. Hmm. I mean, we're hurting in Baltimore right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, just a fucking just down in the dumps. <laughs> I'm I'm going through it right now, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it could be it could be his last time at Camden Yards tonight in an Orioles uniform. Wow! So I'll, I'll be there. 
Um, <laughs> I'll be there. And be in the house. See my guy one last time. What else we got? Jake, what else we got? Um, We have... So it kind of seems like J-Rod at this point is moving on from Rookie of the Year discussions to MVP discussions. Mm. Quite possible. Mm. Quite possible. I mean, he was an early favorite. He was an early favorite for Rookie of the Year. You know, he and and old Mr. Pena. Mm -hmm. Mr. Pena went down. J-Rod... Barky, what hand wristish mm-hmm. after the break from pumping all those fucking balls out of the yard, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Comes back, homers, first game back. He just, I think he's kept homering since he's been back, which is really nice for my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Um, who right now in that discussion for AL MVP? Could you remove, conceivably remove, and plug J-Rod in for? That would be, I think that would be the question you have to ask when you start talking about him moving into that discussion. Because he can move into that discussion and be on the outskirts of it. But if we're being serious about it, is there anybody in there now that you would remove, that you would pull out of that conversation and plug him in for and never bring up again? Yeah, anyone on the Red Sox they need to be eliminated. <laughs> they shouldn't count. Devers can't win it. Yeah, right. If you're, yeah, we we know that. We know that. If you're, if you're, if your team is shit, if your mm-hmm. team is a last place team, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're probably not a team that's got any MVPs. That's what the world is telling me, anyway. I don't know that yeah. I believe it, but that's what the world is telling me. Right. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, just like looking at the betting odds here where Julio Rodriguez is at and like what the company he keeps is he's got the same odds as Byron Buxton, Anthony Rizzo, which I mean, I don't agree with that. He kind of sucks, but yeah, I wouldn't put imagine Julio Rodriguez in the same conversation as Rizzo Get <laughs> out of here. Uh, Kyle Tucker, a Mike Trout, a Vladdy. So I feel like that's probably the best comp. Julio Rodriguez and Vladdy. They're about as important to their respective teams who are virtually in similar situations. Yeah, I I just think, uh, I mean, so then are we putting a stamp on Rookie of the Year right now? Yeah, pretty much. Is there anything, Joey, is there anything Mr. Pena can do? He can get hot. I mean, how He'd have how to hot? get fucking hot. How hot? Because Mr. You Pena know. was not at the Midsummer Classic. Mr. Pena <laughs> did not tickle the fancy of baseball fans everywhere with his ridiculous display during the Derby. Mr. Mm-hmm. Pena did none of those things. Mr. Pena That's was true. not and present. Rookie of the Year is kind of an award like that where they kind of give like a, like a little bit of like, yeah. They give the tiebreaker to the star, you know? Tiebreaker? So you got this being a tiebreaker right yeah. now? <laughs> no. Obviously, Mr. Pena has a lot of work to okay. do. Because J-Rod, the J-Rod show, I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. And like I said, like the rookie of the year voting a lot of times goes to the biggest star. Even if it was a tie, it's not even close. 
I think J-Rod pretty much locked it up already. Yeah. I think he locked it up at the home run derby. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. It's not a crazy take. It's not an outlandish take. It's not a ridiculous hill to plant my flag on, but J-Rod Show has locked up the rookie of the year. And yeah, can now very However, well be on to an MVP discussion. What I'm looking for with Mr. Pena is I think he can make up a lot of this in the playoffs in terms of star power. It might be one of those things where like how in 2019, did Acuna win rookie of the year? He did, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. But the when, when is voting done? He wasn't a rookie. He wasn't a rookie. I'm not saying for the, I'm not saying for the rookie of the year. Like to win rookie of the year, but I think the Astros have a better chance to go deep into the playoffs than the Mariners. And I think Mr. Pena has, will be a big part of that. And it's going to be one of those things where it's like Juan Soto 2019, where he becomes the little guy who becomes a bigger star than J Rod. Bigger star than J Rod. <laughs> You're hanging your hat on the star of Mr. Pena as opposed to the J Rod show. <laughs> Not right a now, man, but I'm you telling you. You don't even know his first name, Joseph. Yeah. And it's fine. Least. No, we don't need you to prove it here. It's fine. You said what you said about the guy. I'm just saying, like, I think you asked me, what can Mr. Pena do? And I'm telling you, not much he can do, but he can win the overall. He can win the star power and the playoffs. But you're not going to overcome the star power of the home run derby all-star game. What J-Rod did was. No. No, it's a fair point. If he gets to the postseason and he starts to ball out a little, then yeah, he'll, he's going to put some people on notice. His po- a deep postseason run can do for him what the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby did for J Rod. Exactly. <laughs> now these guys are like bitter rivals. Now we've we've, we've set the stage. I'm, I'm here for the rivalry between J Rod and Mr. Pena. Yeah, it's going to be the I know new uh, Nomar Jeter. Well, yeah. I'm going to ask you, Dallas. Ask me. <clears throat> I'm going to say, <clears throat> does Julio Rodriguez finish above this player in the MVP voting? Okay. Are you going to give me yes or no? All right. Does Julio Rodriguez finish above Xander Bogarts? No. No. I don't think he does. Wow. Where are they at? Where are they at offensively? I mean, where are they at statistically? Are they comparable right now? Uh I mean like Xander. It. Xander's great. No, I, what's that? That said Xander's great. J Rod's hitting for more power. Mm-hmm. Way more. Xander's power. got him. Xander's got him on, on base and average. Mm-hmm. Their WRC pluses are identical. Ooh. But defensively, Xander holds it down yeah, no much better than J Rod. No However, no two different positions, but they're both a 137 weighted runs created plus. Xander 4.1 wins above replacement to Julio Rodriguez. I mean, three points. You know, you know what's crazy is I think that the lack I mean, unfortunately, I think the lack of team success for a guy like Xander and the skid that they have experienced here recently, there's a lot of time for that to become a a distant memory. But is the skid 
for the Sox going to be held against Xander? And is the, hey, kind of playing with house money with the Seattle Mariners and J-Rod show a big part of the push that they've been able to make? Like, how is he not a more viable MVP candidate than a guy like Xander Bogarts, who on a team surrounded with arguably more talent isn't getting the job done? You can argue division, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I think maybe there's just a little more bias towards the East Coast. Do I, I mean, think he's going to deserve he's a, he's a it? Full, I think he's a full win better than than Julio. I don't think it's like egregious if someone said that Xander is going to finish above. No, if, and if the if the um, but look, that's me. That's me. Also, like to your point right there, like Jerry and Joey said it, <clears throat> he's holding it down defensively. I factor that shit in instantly off the top, like in my brain. Julio plays center field, impact defensive position. I value the shortstop position, a more valuable position than center field. Mm-hmm. And so when you're getting what you're getting there, like for me, I, I don't want to say it's not a conversation because it is. Those are two very important spots defensively. I put a little more eggs in the basket of the shortstop than I do in the basket of the center fielder. Yeah, and Xander statistically is uh, there's a there's a gap uh, favoring Xander defensively. Yes, but there's also a gap favoring Julio offensively in terms of power. Not really. I mean, the way he's not really he's got more than double the fucking homers that Xander has, doesn't he? Yeah, but homers aren't everything. I mean, weighted runs created plus is identical. They're both one thirty seven. How many doubles does Julio have? You got 30? I don't see. He has 18. Because what does Xander have? Doesn't Xander have 30? He's got 25, 30. Yeah, he's got 25. (laughs) That's how you're making the call. Who has more doubles? No, no, I'm power. (laughs) I work my way from fucking homers to doubles. Like, Jared dropped the weighted runs created, and that's why I said, all right, where are we at? Because Julio Xander's he, Xander's weighted on base average is 368 to Julio is 355. Yeah, I mean, and I would argue for Julio, hey, you know why I don't have that many doubles? Is because they're fucking homers. Yep. And you want to know why Xander has so many doubles? Because they're not homers. Mm. I mean, that's I I get all that. Yeah, all right. That was fun. What's next? <laughs> I mean, I was kind of looking for a yes or no, and we, we had a full-on Xander versus Julio disguise. It's fucking raining out. God damn it. Can anything else go wrong today? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, um, all right. Quickly, then. Oh, okay. Quickly. Does he finish higher than Tim Anderson? Yes. Joey? Yes. Does he finish higher than Byron Buxton? Yes. Yes. I th- see. I thought we were going to have a way more meaty discussion about Buxton versus. He's kind of tapered off. He's kind of tapered off. Yeah. So you think he ain't shit then? Didn't say that. I mean, the, the start. He, came off. The start he got off to, it was like they were running out four guys in one ball game. It was like the Minnesota Twins were allowed to use four players in center field and hit them four times in the same spot. Yeah. And Byron Buxton was just going fucking 12 for 12. 
Yeah. <laughs> Making, this, but, Buck, is, but Buxton can get hot. Well, yeah, oh, can. for sure. Like, for sure. Hotter than anybody. Hotter than anybody. This is, this is the last one that I want to know because I don't think he's finishing higher than, than Jose Ramirez, Rafael Devers, Jordan Alvarez, Shohei, or Judge. Does he finish higher than Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? No. Way higher. Way higher, Joey. Way says. higher. Way higher. Way higher. I I say no. Okay. Well, I say yes to Gosling's run. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because we all know the power of an MVP. We do. They make good teams great. And the folks at Gosling's Rum know a little something about MVPs, all the most valuable fans and super fans across the world who have made Gosling's Dark and Stormy a personal favorite of Jake's when we do the streams on Tuesday nights. One of the most popular cocktails on the planet. That delicious combo of smooth Gosling's Black Seal Rum and spicy Gosling's Stormy Ginger Beer cannot be beat for a summertime cocktail. Visit goslingsrum.com to get Gosling's products delivered right to your doorstep and get $15 off your order of Gosling's rum, ginger beer, or dark and stormy cans using promo code DRAFTKINGS21 and over only. And please drink responsibly. Love that. Um, All right. Uh... We did see some hug watch action going on in uh, the north side of Chicago yesterday. Um, Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, knowing that this is most likely their final game at home as a Cub. We got a nice ovation from from the Wrigley faithful there in Chicago. And uh, Wilson Contreras was very emotional about it. He was talking to the media. It was either before or after the game. And he said, it's been a rough three days for me. Uh, I love my teammates. I didn't want this to be over. Uh, I think even Ian Happ said something similar. Like, I don't want my, my, you know, my, this chapter with the Cubs, I don't want it to be over. Well, it is. It is. And then there was, uh, what was it? Marquee Sports. They have, they have the uh, dugout shot of, of Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ giving each other a big old hug. Lots of tears, and then someone responded to it. it was like it'd be super awkward if they ended up getting packaged together. <laughs> well, hey, here we go. Awkward. What? What if they don't get traded at all? That would be hilarious. Yeah, like oh no, we have to leave. Be careful what you ask for. Now you got to stay on the shitty ass right. Cubs. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, who who are like the top suitors for Wilson Contreras? The Mets. Another catcher? I mean... They've already got, like, a top prospect catcher. They've already got, like, McCann and uh, Nido and... But it's about going for it. Going for it! Yeah, they, uh... That would be a gotta. They gotta do something. Yeah. They gotta do something, man. Jeez. That's, like, awful these days. (laughs) (laughs) They they look so bad against the Yankees. I totally... At the end of that game last night, I completely forgot that it was a sweep because I'm used to uh, the Red Sox are playing the Guardians, and it's a four-game series, and the series ends tomorrow. So I was like, we still got another one tomorrow. Like, why the fuck are they saying sweep? Is this a two-game series? But no, the Mets swept the Yankees in the city series. 
uh, Joey, gun to your head. Actually, no, I'm not going to ask you because you there's no way that you're going to say yes. Dallas, <laughs> gun to your head. <laughs> are we getting are we getting a are we getting a subway series here? In October. Mm. And if so, and if so, if the answer is no, who who's costing who the the opportunity to see the Subway Series? Is it one team? Is it both teams? Are neither team getting to the World Series? I'm going to say this, and I might be just because this might just be complete recency bias mm. from the last two games, but I feel like I can see the Mets making the World Series before the Yankees. Ooh. Like, you know, and I get it. The Yankees have not been great and they were so good, but. What lineup, what lineup do you like better right now? Oh, the Yankees. No, 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 no. Not between okay. those two because we're talking about those two meeting up at the end. Mm-hmm. So you got to get there. What lineup do you like better? The Houston Astros offense or the New York Yankees offense? The Astros. So if you like that lineup better. I don't think we need to have the discussion about which pitching staff you like better. Mm-hmm. Bullpen? I can we can have a conversation there. Between, I like the, new, between mm-hmm. the Astros and the Yankees? It, what? You don't like what the Yankees are featuring? I, Michael King getting hurt is fucking huge. huge. Oh, it's yeah. massive, but they still got Clay Holmes. No doubt, but that's only one guy. And yeah, well, not, well, that would be two guys. King's going to come back, right? Is he done for the no, year? No, he's done. Is that toast? Toast. Would that happen yesterday? Or did that happen a couple of days ago, but the news that he was done for the year came out yesterday? Uh, I think it was whatever whatever day he got hurt, the next day it came out that he's done for the year. Oh, shit. Yeah, they knew in like 20 minutes. Dude. I think that was the day my fucking <laughs> child was born. Um, yeah, come on, man. Stay on, you got to stay on top of these mm-hmm. things. Yeah, he's done for the year. These distractions, these distractions, are it's too much. <laughs> right. That's not but to say that get- they won't go out and get a reliever at the deadline, though, you know? Oh, no, they could absolutely go do that. I mean, this is why, look, (laughs) as much as I hate to say it, Frankie Montas might have to get himself a razor. Oh. Hmm. Good thing he sucks, though. I I think I'm way more concerned if they get Luis Castillo, (laughs) who I hope is going to the Astros. Uh... But Frankie, man, look, you get into five-game set, you get into the seven-game set, you need that guy. Mm-hmm. You need that guy. If you're, the, if you're the Yankees and you feel like you can piece together nine outs, maybe 12 outs, and you don't feel like you're going to have to do that every single game, the 12 outs, then you like the idea of adding Frankie. If you feel like you're already in a position to be able to cover three innings, maybe 10, 11 outs, then go for it. But if you don't think that that's the case and you can't, you just cannot see yourself winning a baseball game in which your bullpen is not covering at least 12 outs where you're only getting four innings from your starting pitcher. If that's the case, yeah, we, we got to, you got to start paying attention to the bullpen. So that's where it becomes a decision on what do you think you can maximize? The guys in your rotation or the guys in the bullpen? Who's going to stand a better chance of being leaned on? Does that make sense? Sure. 
So are you are you kind of dancing around the idea that you would take the Yankees over the Astros in a best of seven? Is that what you're saying? That's not what I just said at all. I actually said that that's why I, I broached you with the 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 question, what are your thoughts on the Astros offense? Because when healthy, because they're going to get Michael Brantley back, right? Jordan, the hand and everything is only going to feel better. He just hit a absolute fucking tank yesterday, by the way. Absolutely. Still lost. Still got swept. Still got swept. What's that? Still still lost. Still got swept. Yep. Still got swept. Sorry talk about your, it. T- talk your shit, Dallas. Hang. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Wait. Isn't it crazy how fast things change, though? The Yankees, you know, three weeks ago, best team of all time. Now it's like, we need moves. You're like, well, that's the Yankees, though. They're never going to be happy either. You know, they could go get yeah. the MVP front runner from the other league and bring him over and be like, all right, now just like three more guys, maybe just a, a rotation overhaul, and we're set. But even me, as not a Yankees fan, looking at their starting pitching, and even though they've been good, and at, at one point they were the best starting pitching staff, mm-hmm. turning to, but like just by names, like – you don't really – you want another guy at least. Oh, absolutely. Who you can really trust. Absolutely. Look, <clears throat> this is something – this is why the year that Nestor Cortez is having is – like, I, I, I love it. I love to see this dude doing what he's doing <clears throat> because last year he had the most innings that he's ever had under his belt. I think he had like 95 innings, 100 innings. This year I think he's right at that same spot. Hundred inning mark somewhere around there, so you've got a whole you, you've got two months worth of baseball left, and he's only going to be getting more innings under his belt, more innings under his belt. So, how does he react to the workload? You know, there's sure there's questions. However, I think without a doubt, if the Yankees played. The Astros in a seven-game series right now. The Astros would be like a pretty decent favorite. Yeah, I, 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 the, I would not. I, I would have that series going five, five games. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't say it. No, you fucking said it. Nah, no, I, <laughs> I'd at least give them a shot. Dallas is like this. They would wipe their ass with the <laughs> You guys both said five games at the exact same time. Mm. I was getting them six. That's that's a that's a ball face lie. <laughs> you don't think I think they can get you six? Threw a ball face lie. Game. Give them a sympathy game. Mm-hmm. Damn, you get those in the playoffs. So the playoffs work. It's a karma karma based sport. The Yankees have the karma. They didn't cheat, dude. Karma based. I don't know if it's karma. It's a karma based sport. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think the Braves won the World Series last year? Joey, that is a beautiful segue into the Oakland Athletics doing absolute work. (laughs) Just throttling the Houston Astros over the three-game set. Do you guys know that this was the first series that the Astros have, have been swept in all season long? All season long. Never had they ever been swept 
by another Major League Baseball team. Never had they ever. Some are saying, but Dallas, the Oakland A's had never swept a team themselves this year. That's not the conversation. The conversation. Is that right? Some would argue that some would argue that A's don't even count as a Major League Baseball team. I would make so. that case. Nope. Yeah. No, you can't make that case. I'm going to make that case. The you Oakland can't. A's don't count. No, they absolutely yeah. count. So you're saying that the record still holds, Jared? Like the to this day, the Astros have not been swept all year in Major League Baseball. No, I'll, I'll give it to them, um, but I think it's I think it's a great way to say <laughs> how unpredictable baseball can be if a heavy American League pennant winning Houston Astros team can get swept by a dog shit joke of a franchise fraudulent existence. Um, by the way, Chad Pinder hit that grand slam. I saw that. Um, I would say a better way to say that baseball is unpredictable is is going in a direction where people really start to compare teams. And talent, Jared, is difficult sometimes for just the lay fan to evaluate from afar. Mm-hmm. And what they tend to do is they tend to gravitate towards numbers. And some might gravitate towards finances. And some might some look might at... If you some have a look at what a team invests, payroll, and some might look at what a team invests, and some might say, if there's a team out there to lose games, that's and you spending $200-plus-million dollars, that just goes to show how unpredictable baseball is. <laughs> you got you to gotta love it. You got to love the game. Your team can spend $200 million, more than $200 million, to pay players for just one year. Mm-hmm. And, and they can't catch team, the ball. Another team could pay their team like eh, 40-ish, 50-ish, somewhere mm-hmm. in that neighborhood and get the same results. That's, that's kind of like a lesson season. on like, uh, like when people shop brands for like purses, and like shoes, like you can pay $5,000 for a purse. I can go to Target right now. And get one for $50. It's almost the same thing. Kind of. Paying for the brand. Damn, you just, you're, call, you're saying the Red Sox are fucking Target brand, dude. No, I'm saying I the, Red you, Sox, I, the Red Sox are like Prada. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you're paying <laughs> you're for right. the expensive brand, <laughs> and the A's are like Walmart. Red Sox are like Armani Exchange. Like, it's, it's definitely out there, and they definitely <laughs> charge money for it, mm-hmm. and people, People buy it. Yeah, it's like a Gucci outlet store. That's what the <laughs> Red Sox look like right now. The le- the, they got fake leather in those gloves. Are the Red bro. They Sox the Nordstrom catch. rack of Major League Baseball? <laughs> no. That's putting it nicely. No, because they, they're the highest ticket prices in baseball. They are the... the How about Louis, that? How Louis do you Vuitton? have the fucking balls to charge your fans the most to get the least? That's incredible. I'm not that's, in those that's incredible. Those a lot meetings. of people, Joey, a lot of people are talking about the Oakland A's and, and how things have gone in the Bay Area. What they're not talking about is another team in Major League Baseball charging their fans the absolute most to see the very least that could be offered to them. That is a story that's getting buried and is, I blame East Coast bias. That's greedy. Uh, that's a greedy ass owner you got over there, Jared. I, I, it's unfathomable. You know how many children we talked about this online. Do you know how many children are starving night in, night out oh in the greater Mass Pike region? 
Dallas literally just like looks at the fucking dog shit like responses that Yankee fans on Twitter do, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's a good joke. Let me write that down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that joke. That that joke is so old that that restaurant is fucking closed. Oh wait, it still stands up here. No, it don't. No. Closed in Saugus. Not in the Saugus here in California. They have a ninety-nine there. Yeah. Well, it's closed in Saugus, Massachusetts. Therefore, well, not in Saugus here, so it lives. Discussion. It's closed for discussion. Lives in Saugus. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Don't, hey, I know you want to be better. I know you'd like to have no. an impact, a positive impact in the community. Dude, I'm it's a just fucking not in the Orioles right fan. I don't know why you keep talking. Like You're trying to like make <laughs> me mad about the Red Sox. I don't care, dude. I'm a fucking Orioles fan. You got all riled up about the Red Sox at the very no, beginning of this podcast. No, I didn't. I, I don't know why. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> It's it kind of sad to see. I don't care, dude. Disheveled right now, just unraveling. What a weird thing to try and hold over my head when I'm clearly bird gang. <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything. While while we're on the subject of the Astros, getting their doors get absolutely. Here, we got two more. Uh, go hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to give some love to left. I need to get a read in. I will let you. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna Cole Irvin. Over the month of July, oh, Jesus Christ, dude! Over the month of July, the Cole Irvin has been absolutely sexual. That's all I wanted to say. One point eight five ERA over Thank his last you. five right. starts in the month of July. Yeah, good for Cole Irvin. Yeah, congrats to Cole Irvin. Um, but Dodge has exciting news for all you muscle car enthusiasts. Oh, that's like you. That's, that's me. <laughs> it's the seventh year of Motor Trend presents Roadkill Nights. Powered by Dodge, set for Saturday, August 13th, 2022 at M1 Concourse in Pontiac, Michigan. Motor Trend presents Roadkill Nights, uh, (coughs) powered by Dodge's one-day car culture festival that includes legal street drag racing on historic Woodward Ave. I heard about this. Yeah. I heard a lot of good things about this. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Wait, where is this? It's in Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Woodward. Yeah. Uh, We're welcoming back some of last year's grudge racers for a chance at redemption, giving Alex Taylor a chance to go 2-0 against the field of impressive talent that includes some new faces familiar to the automotive faithful. In a new twist this year, competitors will use direct connection parts to build their own drag racing machine under a tight deadline before bringing it to Woodward to go head-to-head on the strip. Follow along and get a shot to win your share of $10,000 in the Dodge Roadkill Knights prediction pool with DraftKings. Join us Saturday, August 13th, 2022 at M1 Concourse in Pontiac, Michigan, or tune into uh, the live stream action on uh, Dodge Garage. Head on over to dodgegarage.com slash DraftKings. For complete information on the event schedule, tickets, racing, and uh, car show registration. That's my birthday. Yeah. Is it really? It is. And you if you haven't gone birthday? to a drag race, fans, let me tell you, get it in your life. Get it in your life. What would you think about my Dodge? I, uh, <laughs> I, let you, I let you ride with me for a little bit. I let you take a ride in, in the Hellcat. <laughs> in the purgatory hell kitten mm-hmm. in the purgatory kitty uh what'd you think it was it's definitely a nice a to b mm-hmm. it uh 
as far if I were to classify it, if we were if we were to rank it in the muscly category, I would say it's a it's a well toned middle aged housewife. That's a great great motor view. That that's what I would say about mm-hmm. it. It's Pilates four days a week for sure. Mm. Now it's, it's got some kick to it. Yeah, like if you're talking like a, a baby goat with one leg tied to its belly and the other one flailing, like that kind of kick for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a nice car. Yeah, you'll see Jared in Pontiac a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll be in the show. I'll do that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max Scherzer said, "Pitchcom can suck a dick." Oh, that's a direct quote. Last night, uh, Max Scherzer, what was it, his 38th birthday? It was his 38th birthday. 38th birthday for Max Scherzer pitching against the New York Yankees, punched out Aaron Judge three different times. And he did Last so. time that that was done, you know who did it? Cole Irvin. Uh, Cole Irvin. Fucking, Frank, uh, Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas. Yeah, Frankie Montas. You're welcome. Uh, Frankie Montas. Um, so Max Scherzer after after the game he essentially said that that pitch comms should be illegal um, I'll try and find the full quote here but let's see pitch. I'll find it because I read it and I got, I, I got it I got it I got it I got it I love uh, it Nido really wanted me to try it here's what I'll say about pitch comm. it works yeah, d- yeah. Does it help? Yes. I also think it should be illegal. I don't think it should be in the game. Stealing signs is part of the game. For me, I've always taken pride in having a complex system of signs and having that advantage over other pitchers. The fact that we're taking this out of the game and putting in technology, now you can't steal signs on something. The pitcher can't have an advantage or of having a complex system. It's part of baseball. Trying to crack somebody's signs. Does it have... Does it have its desired intent of speeding up the game a little bit? Yes. I also think it takes away part of the game. Will you continue using it? I don't know. I'll continue to think about it. I might. I love every minute of that. Every minute of that. First of all, let, well, let me, Joey, let me get your perspective before, before I give you mine. Just because I, I want to hear from like a fan perspective. You're consuming the game. You, you can readily see the impact on like the speed and the exchange of signs and blah, 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 blah. So like when you hear Scherzer say something like that, what are you thinking? Mm, I feel like sign stealing as a, from a viewer's perspective is very, very, it's just not even something that crosses your mind. Mm-hmm. So if when he says that that's like destroying part of the game or whatever, I guess true to you, but to a fan, it's really not. And it's not really killing anything or saving anything by not using it if it's making the game faster i tend to say then that's a plus and go that direction and that we can get rid of a little bit of sign stealing so the point here that max scherzer is making is an extremely valuable one and it's one that i really want people to listen to because it is literally regarding the integrity 
of the game. And I don't mean integrity like someone's doing something bad, but what is this game built upon? What is this game based on? And it has always, for better or worse, been about finding that advantage. And shit has gotten hairy when we got into the greenies and the amphetamines in the 50s and 60s and 70s, and then the steroids in the late 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, and now the tech era where we've got science stealing via technology and cameras. And so every step of the way in the game of baseball, it's been about finding the advantage. And it's always been a battle of crossing a line like dude you can't do that you can't do shit like that and you continue to move the goalpost and draw up lines you know as rules continue to get broken but the game of baseball as gamesmanship goes the sign stealing is extremely important and it makes guys valuable to the point where a team would actually sign a elder statesman because of his ability to pick up signs or his ability to pick up certain like Carlos ticks. Beltran. Oh, Jared. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Mm. So when you have these innate skill sets that other people don't, that just can't coach, you have a certain level of value w- attached to you that, that other guys don't. And Max, if he's got the ability to have this complex sign system where Nobody on second base can pick him up and the cameras and the shit that he's combating every day. He takes the mound. Can't crack him. Do you know how valuable that is? Because that's what every other team is doing to guys on his team. (laughs) Other guys in his rotation. They're picking his shit apart. And Max is saying at the end of all of this, you're a warrior on the battlefield as am I. And we're all looking to go home to our families and feed those people. So if I can do something better, if my sword is that much sharper or I can swing a heavier sword or my armor is that much more impenetrable than yours, fucking hang with them, buddy. I don't know what to tell you, but now we're trying to take that away so that we can what? So that we're all on a level play. What the fuck? Come on. This is the game of baseball. This is the game within the game. And if you don't know about it, learn about it. But it's very, very prevalent in the game. And Max is saying, I don't want that to go away because now we're going to start distilling the game of baseball to the point where the cool shit that does matter, like you like watching a catcher who knows what the fuck he's doing back there. Is that fun for you to watch a guy frame shit up, dress shit up, body up and block balls, keeping him in that circle? That's fucking sexy to me. Well, when you take away his ability or the necessity for him to do that, and you're giving me a robot strike zone, well, fuck, the catching position is distilled. I don't I don't care. I don't give a shit. And Max is saying, I don't want that to happen to this beautiful game. Don't do that. And Joey, you're right. You're not going to see that as a fan sitting on the couch. You're not going to consume a guy at second stealing the sign and relaying it to the hitter in real time unless you know what to look for which are sometimes guys will hang their hands straight when they know it's a fastball coming sometimes they'll have their hands on the outside of their legs when they know off speed is coming there's a litany there's a long list a different way but if you don't know about that stuff you're not even you're not even aware of the fact that that's going on so you're right you wouldn't pick it up but you're saying 
I don't give a shit. Just make it faster. Who cares? And Max Scherzer's <laughs> going, bro, fuck you. Do you understand how pivotal this is to the game? So from a fan, that's why I wanted to ask you, Joey, because I can understand and respect consuming it. But I want people to understand the value of it because you're hearing it from one of the greats, man. This is going to be one of the greatest pitchers that ever plays this game. And he's trying to explain why this stuff is so important. It's important to him because he thinks he has an advantage. It's important. to It, it was important to me. Because you thought you had an advantage. Because I knew what lines that I'm playing in. And I know that me being smart enough. Yeah, is an advantage. And if you're not smart enough, that's called a disadvantage. And that's something <laughs> you should probably work on. Not me. But instead, we want to fucking change the rule book. Like, so Max is just saying, Pitchcom, what it does is it eliminates the sign-stealing aspect because technology has brought us there. But let's just remember that sign-stealing in this fashion has always been a part of the game. And the reason it creates value is because if you have guys that can do it, it is an advantage. And if you don't, it is a disadvantage. But now, because cameras have shown that you can become a a cheater on a whole nother level. We just want to remove it all together. It's like, ah, oh, this one cool thing about baseball. Not, not the only cool thing, but this cool thing about baseball gone. Now got to do away with it. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> I've, I've loosely paid attention to some of the feedback that pitchers have, that have used it this year have given. And a lot of them like it. And I think, kind of trying to see like how they do with it performance wise. I think a lot of guys have had success while using it. Uh, it does speed up the game, which I think we're still trying to do, even though that's a whole different discussion about, you know, if the average length of a game is three hours and 20 minutes and now it's three hours and six minutes. Are you, are you going to be able to convince anyone else to watch baseball? Like, no, it's more about speeding up the, the time in between action and the pace of play, but that does help the pace of play. Uh, I think when we talk about what Scherzer is referring to, like the art of being able to steal signs or the art of being able to protect uh, your signs from getting stolen. That matters. It, it matters. I feel like it matters more within the game. Yes. Like I feel like other teams and other players can appreciate or respect that. But when you talk about the art of trying to steal signs or protect signs from being stolen, your everyday Joe Schmo going to the game doesn't know that that's happening. Like you can't just like pick that up and it's not a part be. of your viewing experience. But that's so, part of how we're, that's, that's part of how we're playing this game though. And because you can't pick it up, Jared, let me ask you, my friend, why don't they mic up the wrestlers? Why don't they mic up the wrestlers? You want to know why? Because your entire fucking evening would be shot the minute you start to hear the conversations that are actually going on in the ring under their breath while they're locked up. Oh, fuck. They're talking about what move is coming next. Well, I, well what the I, I can fucking watch? Like, so, 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 so now we're going to change that, right? We're gonna, I, don't why? Know, I don't know what you're arguing. I, I didn't say to mic up the players so that we could hear whether or not they were stealing signs. I'm just saying no. that if you're watching the game, you're not you like that doesn't add enough value to the viewing experience because I can't tell that that's going on. So why do I care if they remove it? 
the it's not about what I'm saying is this is a conversation that isn't about consumption for the fan. Like we're talking about sure. a mechanism within the game. And this is just his opinion. Cause remember, no one's like taking pitchcom in or out. We're talking about the impact of pitchcom and what Max is saying, but he'd he like said to, it should be illegal. Like that right, was part he, of his statement is that it should be illegal, which I think every conversation about rule changes and like, does this make the game better? Does that make the game better? It all boils down to the fan experience because at the end of the day, players can complain about, oh, like I, now I got this clock. I got to get in the box. Or if I step out of the box, they're going to you know call a strike on me or something like that. It all comes down to the fan viewing experience. They're not doing it to punish players. They're not doing it to make the game more boring. They're doing it to make it more entertaining. Well, I can say this. I could say this. Unfortunately... The players, and this is where, like, yes, I want some credit for being able to look at this from both sides, because I can understand that the players and the teams doing what they did led us to a point where you have to now entertain the idea of removing something that has been so prevalent and a part of baseball since its inception, because we can't have nice things. We've shown the world as baseball, that we can't have nice things. So why do we have to use Pitchcom now? Well, because you guys are bitching about the science stealing and you're telling us that everybody is doing it. So the only way to tell you that we're in control of that is by eliminating the very way which you have communicated in the past, which is giving somebody a visual to pick up on with their fingers. and their, So we're eliminating that. You can't do that anymore. Why? Because I don't want you going into Houston over a three-game series, getting that shit whacked, and then leaving there and sending a memo to the commissioner's office telling us that you still know they're still doing shit. Can't have that. Mm-hmm. And that's what was going to be my point about the pitch comm, is you ask guys who have gone to Houston. Just ask a pitching staff, Jared, who's gone to Houston and gotten their ass kicked and then has gone to Houston with pitch comm and maybe had different results. That does something for your psyche. Sure. Yeah. I'm I don't not saying it doesn't. And I, I've had these conversations with these guys, so I, I know. Yeah. Is it fair to say, though, that the old school of sign ceiling is just, it's been overshadowed where now there's cameras on every sign. It's not even, like, fair. Like, if you can film everyone's signs well, that's, and you can get them that way, and then it's, like, obviously, you'd have to have someone at second to, like, relay them, but. That's the whole point. I'm sure there's. That, that's yeah, what, there's ways to get around it. That's what Max is saying is he's been able to evolve through all of it. And now we're at a point where, yeah, he can see the benefit of it, but I want to get rid of it because if we can pick up signs, I like that aspect of the game. But like I just said, you also have to understand that what has transpired over the last few years in baseball is a huge reason why we're even having the conversation of pitch calm and whether it's here to stay, whether guys are ever going to be forced to use it and what that looks like. Like, and my point about the wrestling thing, Jared was from a viewer's perspective, like the, I know what goes on. I know that those conversations are had, but if you were to overhear that, that would impact the viewing experience. Right. Yeah. But so, I never said that they should add that to the broadcast. I don't know. I don't get what the comparison is. No, I, I, I was saying that like how, how you're saying it doesn't impact the viewing experience for baseball, yeah. but you want it removed 
because it does impact the viewing experience for baseball because you, you didn't say that it does. I'm saying that it does because now you're not seeing the signs and the art of sign stealing is no longer taking place. And yeah. for somebody like me, that does change the viewing experience because I'm watching that shit. And when I see a guy, when I see a catcher, it takes me two, maybe three pitches. And I've got your signs. I know what system you're using. And I like that because that puts me on the inside. Mm-hmm. And now that's gone. And so now I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's not gone. Like I've got a pretty solid idea. I mean, I call baseball games. And if you watch the baseball games, I kind of let you know what's coming because I've got a pretty good idea of what they want to throw when they want to throw it. But that just changes the viewing experience for some people. That was my point. Sure. And, and But you're also speaking from a completely different corner of the baseball community because A, you're a former player. B, you're a pitcher. And C, you're a current broadcaster. So like you're looking for shit that the average fan just isn't looking for. I mean, that's why A's fans are lucky because you're telling them that on the broadcast. I mean, a lot of fans are stuck with broadcasts where they're not only are they not looking for it, but they wouldn't know what to look for. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, as far as Pitchcom goes, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Like, I, I'm not like, thank God they came up with this fucking thing because now we can have like faster uh, paced games and we don't have to worry about sign stealing. I don't give a fuck one way or the other because <laughs> I... Like the boom of interest in baseball when the Astros were cheating and stealing signs was awesome. Like everyone's like, oh, this is a black guy on the sport and this is terrible. How could they do this? I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like the the spike in interest in baseball that offseason when this came out, that was fucking great. Like, I don't care. I don't care if people are cheating. I don't care uh like how they're doing it, whatever. Like it's like I'm it, it's a story. So I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. I really don't. It would be a bigger deal if sign stealing what like if they made it a bigger thing in a broadcast. But even when you're watching a game on TV, it's way harder because the camera angles are changing. And it's like it's even if you know what's coming, like they're not showing the guy at second when he's on second showing, picking it up and showing the hitter. Well, see, that's again, like your broadcast, like because for me, it's as simple as getting on the communication button, getting on the talk back and saying, hey, double box him. I want to see the runner at second and I want to see the hitter. Bro, see, that is sick. If they were doing that every game, then I would be like, well, fuck a pitch call. You should watch. You really should, way rather see You should that. watch an A's game. I've seen them. Because <laughs> we do shit like that. Because we got guys who do very veteran type shit. Like if you look at, look at Elvis Andrews, look at his stolen base rate. Not a lot. Fairly successful. We've got some guys that pick spots. So there's just a lot of little stuff that you get to watch and look for. And like I said, that's part of my job as a broadcaster, or at least I feel that's part of my job and part of my responsibility is to put you on the inside, teach you about Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That way, when you watch a baseball game, you're not just waiting for the next pitch. You're also thinking about the stuff that's going on Right there. As you're watching it and you're just thinking nothing's happening, there's a whole lot of shit that's happening. Yeah. I love that shit. I like I like it when broadcasters are kind of like being like, he threw a slider, he throws a slider 20,000% of the time, 2% of the time, he threw three in a row. Like, what do you think he's going now? Blah, 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 blah. Like that in-between pitch shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why I like Makes baseball every... savant great and yeah. also is infuriating at the same time because it's so fucking slow to update. Like if you're like I like when when a pitcher's inning is done, I like looking at all the data because I don't need it to be live right away. But if I have baseball savant pulled up, it's like I'm looking at if it's like the count's three two, but I'm on pitch three on baseball savant. Like I need it to be faster. There's got to be a way to make that faster. It's like two two three pitches behind. I don't know. Drive Speaking of two to three pitches behind. Josh Donaldson, Max Scherzer at bat. I don't know if you guys saw this. Josh Donaldson, our boy JD, might have been a pitch behind. He he thought Max Scherzer was getting ready to throw a fastball through his face. And instead, it was a curveball that I don't know that they wanted to front door that pitch. Looking at Nitto, it looks like he was set up away, I think. But either way, Max Scherzer ripped a hellacious curveball, and Josh Donaldson tried to evacuate as quickly as possible and was then promptly rung up for strike three. I think that was against, was that against Scherzer or the guy after Scherzer? That was Scherzer, wasn't it? Can we look that up? Well, baseball savant doesn't load that fast. We will never know. I thought it was Scherzer. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. He fucking hit the deck, dog. Mm. I could have swore it was Scherzer. The- While you're looking that up. <clears throat> I'm not looking it up. I could give a shit. I thought it was Scherzer. <laughs> God damn, dude. It was Max Scherzer. It was Matt Scherzer. Matt Scherzer. And he pitched a beautiful game last Got night. It. They took him out too early, and they should have let him go because he's a dog, and that's <laughs> the Mets' fault. The Mets got let off the hook last night. Oh, boy. Max Scherzer. I mean, you can't say anything bad about him. He's the, he's the goat. He is the goat. And Blue Moon is the goat of, of tasty beers. We all know that. And baseball and beer go hand in hand. And Blue Moon is the perfect stadium companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first created at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From the first pitch to extra innings, a Blue Moon guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience every time. We have Blue Moons going on the... Uh, <clears throat> actually, we're going to have some Blue Moons tonight because we're going to uh, the Red Sox game with DraftKings. So, uh, Jake, are you coming? Yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to be drinking Blue Moons all night. Yeah. Are you, uh, you going to be able to, to get the orange garnish or are you going to just be drinking out of the can? Like, what's your strategy tonight? It's tough at the ballpark because I don't know if they have the the garnishes, but if they are, then I'll be loading them up with that. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to go up to State Street, get some Blue Moons up there because they'll be able to put it in the glass and we won't have to drink out of the can down wherever. Actually, no, I think we're in a suite tonight. I keep forgetting that like DraftKings is a real company and they have things like suites. They don't don't buy us tickets in the bleachers and make us fend for our fucking lives. They don't take care. Of, uh, well, hold on. What? Oh, I was gonna say I never had a ticket bought for me. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, during the World Series, we were in the nosebleeds. That those those tickets were. I oh, think yeah. they were gifted. I don't think they were paid for. Yeah, they were gifted. <laughs> and 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 when we went to uh, the 2018 wild card game, A's Yankees, we were in like the 50th row in the upper deck, 
Yeah. Those were on the house too. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Like the whole, the, 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 we want Boston video that I made that those were those seats. We were in a different stratosphere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They serve peanuts up there. Yeah. Well, I hope they serve blue moons there too, because from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, blue moon Belgian white is a one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? Jake, what kind of moon is it tonight? It's a new moon. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? It's the opposite of a full moon. So you just can't see it? Can't see shit. What? Uh, A nude moon? No, not nude. N-E-W or N-U-D-E? No, N-E-W. New moon. Yeah, pervert. Nude? Are you saying nude? (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a blue moon tonight for Jake. Oh, nude moons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nude moon! Wow. That's crazy. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, and you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue moon Belgian white is one of a kind every time. Get blue moon Belgian white delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Golden, Colorado. Um, is that how you order a Blue Moon without the garnish? A nude moon? I'll have a moon. A nude, nude please. Moon? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, how do you know? How do you know it's a new moon? Like, don't you just look up in the sky and you're like, oh, the moon just must not be. If you can't see it, how do you know? Well, no, identify? the one phase ends. And after that one phase ends, Jared, a new phase begins. New moon. But you would never know unless you know Jake. That's, like when the sun goes down, that day is over. Should it rise again the next day, new day. New sun. New sun. I'm ready for a new sun, man. <laughs> a new sun? Yeah, the sun is washed. <laughs> it don't hit like it used to, man. <laughs> oh, oh it does. Nah. Joe, nah, you, you look like you haven't seen the sun in weeks. And yeah, dude, because I'm grinding. Yeah, it's true. Making you went from happen. sunburned in Florida with sunglass tan to nothing. <laughs> can you reveal what right. the the next video is going to be joey uh i'm going in on foreign substance again first fifth video on foreign substance Jeez, but i think dude. it's an interesting little topic we what, got going what, on. what what can be said about sticky stuff that hasn't already been said at this point well i feel like no one's really i feel like no one's talking about how people like pitchers are using it again oh so you're gonna rat no but i'm doing it in a way where it's like Bro, you're going to name it's names? Chill. I'm naming names. I'm showing video. I'm exposing all these guys. But <laughs> Wow. But I'm making it clear. that is Because honestly, you know, this is the hot take because everyone loves to shit on MLB. I think as it stands right now, mm-hmm. and this could change, they handled that shit like perfectly. Like it ended in a very good way. If you look at how like, like home runs, what are, what are the words I'm looking for? Batting average mm-hmm. is up. Yes. Walks 
are down. Strikeouts are down this year. All those are down. Spin rate is back up this year because mm. people are still using foreign substances, but they're not using like spider tech crazy spin rate shit, which was like the real problem, which fucked everything. They're just back to That's... getting a feel for the baseball. Exactly. Now, the mm. question is, what's stopping them from using spider tech? Could, could that happen? What's MLB going to do if they see someone's spin rate spike crazy? Are they going to like step in and be like, all right, we got you. And then they're going to be like, well, everyone else is doing it. You know, it's, could, it could be a vicious cycle. But where it stands right now, I will say, kind of worked out. Who's your, uh, who's your big fish? Who's the, who's the guy that you're just taking down and going to absolutely slander? Dallas, dude, for using weed. Uh, I just man. don't stand by that. No. <laughs> Excuse me? There's a... F- for using the weed resin on the ball like the that. Bong is... resin there. Yeah, I remember that. No, there are a few guys who I discovered. Mad Bum was a big one who I never knew. No one talks about that. His spin rate got fucked by this shit. Hmm. Which is I, mean, I, I can't listen to you guys here slander my brothers in arms like this. Hmm. But his stats, but one of those guys where his stats, okay, I don't want to. Giolito yeah. kind of is a. Save you know, it for your video. Giolito's kind of. Yeah, video boy geek. Is that it? Is that all we got? I think that's all we got. Uh, Jake's takes. Uh, Socks need a dub. Yeah, they need. They need like a thousand dubs. Yeah, have yourself a few nude moons tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna drink away the pain tonight. I don't even. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you should probably double fist it, Jared, because from what I hear, L's are hard to swallow. That's a tough angle. Yeah. I think like I said, that's what you do when you run the risk of moving in this area is you can't escape it. Like I, I go to Starbucks and it's that you get asked about Ben. Ten- like I don't want to talk about Benintendi. Oh, you're going to talk about him. He's yeah, finally he home. Bombs. You're going to watch Andrew home. Benintendi he's become a New York Yankee. He's not, oh. he's not saying that. He already hates it. He already hates it. He's a Yankee. A freshly shorn Andrew that. Benintendi welcoming. Yeah. I talked himself. to him last night. I did talk to him last night. He's excited. That's a word. He's excited. <laughs> he's pumped up. He's pumped he, up. He knows what kind of clubhouse he's going into. He's, yeah, dude. They're they're excited to have him, and they should be. They should be. They should definitely be excited to have him. I. Uh, he's probably excited to go there. He goes. Put it this way. Here's here's what I'll say about Andrew Bennington. I'm rooting for Andrew Benintendi because the Red Sox essentially told him you're not a, you're not that good anymore. B you're not going to get any better and C we think we can be a better team if you're not here. And then he went to the Royals, made the all-star team. And then a contender was like, Hey, we're trying to win a championship. We need this guy to get there. That's a redemption story. That's like a, like, and he's super, super, super competitive. So, I'm sure he loves all of his 2018 Love it. teammates. Love it. Love it. But I'm Love sure this he wants move to even stick more. Stick it to the Red Sox. And yep. honestly, Love this move even more. How as like as a Red Sox fan, how could I ever blame him for feeling that way? So I I, I wish him nothing but the best in, in the Bronx. Andrew Benintendi, Jared's favorite Yankee. Yeah. I mean Donaldson too, but Benny Benny's my guy. We'll shout out. 
to the Oakland A's, who are essentially the best team in baseball right. uh, the second half. We already, we've already we already worked in two A's segments, and they're the worst team in the league. I think no. anything more than one. You need to – any Oakland Church, A's since the second you half, have, any since Oakland the second A's half, thoughts that you have, you need to cram it. They're quite literally second. the best team in baseball since the this second half. This is like um, – have you seen when what's, Jared, what's the Boston Red Sox record in the second half? Neil Diamond. What's the Boston Red Sox record Diamond in the second half? Concerts. What's the Fenway? Boston Red Sox record in the second half? They're a losing fucking team, Jared. Three times. Neil Diamond losing. will open the show with Sweet Caroline. He'll do it in the middle and then he'll close the show at Sweet Caroline. That's Dallas. He's like, we got to get an A's segment in the beginning. We got to fucking kill him off. In and the Neil Diamond's been torn for how long? And then at the end, we got to talk about the A's just one more time. And who puts five. asses in seats? Neil Diamante. And the Oakland A's. <laughs> and Oakland Red A's. Sox are one and five since the All Star break. One and five up. since the break? They've only won one fucking baseball game? The Reds have done a lot better. Shout out to the Reds. I'm not going to say comebacks to get back, Joey. So it's almost like the A's have been the best team and the Red Sox have been the worst. I don't worst. care. I don't care. Season's over. I don't care. Hate to see it. Don't. Yeah, the Braves lost two games to the Phillies. What the fuck are you talking about? The Braves are fine. The Braves have not been playing bad. I don't care. Two games. I don't care about baseball anymore. Baseball's dead, man. Cheer up, little buddy. Those kids are going to eat well tonight, I bet. Oh, yeah. It's a good joke. Well <laughs>